Howdy ho, my marketing people. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today on the show, we have Tara Teet. She is the CMO at JLab Audio. We get into how to grow as a challenger brand when you're new to the space. Uh, you have a nimble team. How do you get out there? How do you make an imprint how do you get your product in the hands of consumers? So I love this one. I'm always passionate whenever I'm able to hear from challenger brands and how really they are working and operating because it's a lot of innovation will come from those companies. But before we get into that episode, as always, we put on the show here at Cave. We are a social media first agency based out of Los Angeles that helps companies grow. So if you're feeling stuck on social media, head over to cavesocial.com. We would love to connect. All right. Sit back, relax, enjoy this one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, joining me is the CMO at JLab Audio, Tara T. Tara, how you doing? Doing great, Jordan. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm excited to have you here. Excited to talk all things JLab, all things your career, and get into some of this stuff here with marketing and how to be nimble. But before we get into the strategies, the tactics, the growth of JLab and, and what y'all do, Walk me through your career journey to date. How did you find your way into marketing and ultimately JLab? Yeah, I in college and pre-college actually, I was a journalist and that was my minor and I loved writing, loved telling people stories and I did some internships and I, you know, the newsrooms aren't the happiest place for whatever reason. And so as I was thinking like what do I want to do out of college? It's like, you know, I don't want to be in a newsroom. It's not a happy place. And so I needed to transition and I, I loved business. That was actually my major. Enjoyed like did a marketing internship. And so right out of college, just decided to start taking that journalist route. Um, got my first marketing coordinator job. And, you know, my first long-term job was at Cobra Puma Golf. And, you know, I started at the bottom. We were a challenger brand. We were a small team. So I got to touch all the different pieces of marketing. And I love that and stayed there for eight plus years. And I kind of like that challenger brand mentality where you're trying to do more with less and stand out in a crowd. And I think golf is a great place to grow up in your career because it's super competitive. It's super advanced. So a lot of the different pieces of marketing are all in that. And thankfully, in this Southern California, like just north of San Diego, you know, I knew golf wasn't going to be growing forever. So I wanted an industry that was a little more innovative. And so JLab came along and they were seven I think seven people in the office when I joined, and that was eight years ago, and could take my golf learnings from that kind of broad, touching everything standpoint and create the JLab brand and grow the JLab brand. I love it. One of the things, too, that it's interesting as you say that, but kind of transcend down from a sport like golf and just being in the proximity of selling. Golf is very much a you versus you game. And hey, improve yourself a little bit. Tiny iterations, tiny things make mm -hmm. a massive difference. I know because I'm a horrible golfer. and I, But I love that mentality that would kind of permeate through, right? And then you can take yeah. that now into everything and be like, okay, how do we iterate? How do we make a little adjustment? How do we do something? End up making a maybe seemingly small impact, but it ends up making a big impact. And I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about, you said it, you know, the attractiveness of challenger brands and like coming into JLab, right? You know, you guys make headphones, speakers, microphones. 
and you're a challenger brand, right? There are the big established companies that we've all heard of. Now, walk me through kind of how do you approach marketing, you know, when you are coming in with lighter boxing gloves on into that ring, mm-hmm. right? So you got to be a little smarter. Walk me through how you all have grown and approached marketing so that you are able to challenge and compete. Yeah, I think you have to know who you are to begin with. Um, and that's super important because you got to be honest with yourself. So JLab really was created because there's big brands out there, great brands. They do a great job of telling their story. But they're also very expensive. So from a consumer standpoint, you may not be able to afford the $200, $300 product, but you still deserve a great product. And that's where JLab has really built our brand is like people go into a store and they plan, they want this. They can't really achieve that. It's too expensive. So we want to offer a better alternative. So knowing who you are is kind of like the foundation of what you're going to do with marketing. And that's kind of how we started. I love it. Like tapping into that. Okay, where do we fit in the market? Who are we? Right. And to think about something like for listeners who are going, okay, what does that mean? Think about Toyota, Lexus versus a Bugatti. Like where, where do those all fit? Right. And you can kind of go, oh, okay. It's going to be very different to market a Bugatti versus, you know, the RAV4 that I drive. So it's like, those are those things to go, where do we fit? And then I love this idea of like, okay, you can make a great product that fits a need for people and doesn't break the bank for them and get behind that mission to be like a wider net and a wider accessibility to great technology, but not maybe doing so at a premium you know, price point. Now, yep. I always envision when you're a challenger brand, and we, I said this you know, off air to you, but like big brands can be like a tanker going through the ice, doesn't matter. They can just throw money at things, buy billboards, buy Super Bowl ads. It's almost an endless pit of money sometimes. But when you're a challenger brand, you got to be more like a speedboat kind of weaving through, right? Mm-hmm. Because budgets are tight and you have to be nimble, I'd love to hear how do you balance kind of new initiatives experimentation against, you know, what's always worked and maybe some of the tried, tested and true methods that you do. How do you internally balance that or, or go from like a, yeah, budget allocation, like percentage wise or effort, maybe effort allocation. Walk me through kind of the thought process on that. Cause that's one of the things I think anyone here who's working for a challenger brand or smaller company, just thinking like, I got X amount of budget, X amount of time. I, how do I use it? Yep. It's a very thoughtful process because like you said, you know, the easiest way to go about it is to throw a bunch of money in, build a build a ton of brand awareness and just let the sales start happening. When you're a, a smaller challenger brand, that's all limited. You can't just throw it out on the upper funnel and let the sales kind of trickle down. So um, we've done it like project by project. You know, when we started with kind of two marketing team members, we kicked off some like an ambassador program. And it was with people who were okay with product exchange. So we'd send them some products, they'd post about it. They didn't have millions of followers, but they had a following. They were excited to work with us because we were both kind of growing. So that worked on the ambassador side. I think partnerships worked great too, because there's so many other brands out there in this same space. So whether it was like sweepstakes repartner with a brand who's also growing and also a challenger brand, maybe in a different space to grow your social following together. There's little things like that. And partnerships is kind of like the big message. And those partnerships could be across ambassadors or influencers. So that's kind of one way we felt like it was important to you to create some like brand authenticity. And I think in the tech space, that's important where you get some content out there from third parties, whether it's reviewers, you know, people 
people posting on social media. So you kind of have some authenticity tied in with your brand. So those are kind of two ways that we've not spent a lot to grow the brand. I love that, right? Like, and then going and finding people who really align with the company. And like you said, they might not have millions of followers, but they have influence. That is something that anyone listening really think about that. Who actually has influence over you? I always think back to, I worked at Lululemon for a semester of college, the summer break, and they sponsored all the local trainers who maybe didn't have a hundred million followers, but they had 30 people in each class taking advice from them. They had real influence. They could actually be like, you need to take this protein or you need to do this workout or the Lululemon pants, whatever. And that opened my eyes. And I think that's something to, to hit the nail on the head there with what you're doing to be like, oh, this person aligns with our value set. They have real influence. They might not have the top line number, but they have real influence. And that's a huge learning that you can take. Now, I did want to talk a little bit about product prioritization too, as JLab comes out. I'm sure, is there a champion product and then some of the new products that come in? Also, is it the same process that you go, okay, we know our champion product, what we're going to do to get out there, but we have these new products and we're going to go do the same thing, connect with influencers. Like, is it kind of rinse and repeat from a process standpoint, or is there a new, a whole new, you know, set of marketing initiatives when you take in on like a microphone or something, for instance? Yep. I mean, that process is constantly evolving and getting better. You know, I can say that for any product launch, there's a like critical, these are all the things we have to do. But a great example is our Go Air Pop that we just launched. That's a true wireless. It's our smallest earbud ever, and it's only $20. So true to JLab, that beats like a lot of our competitors in the same space with features and with price. So that was a big launch for us. And we added some elements that we've never had for a product launch. For instance, we purchased like a custom song for the 30 second TV spot. And typically we've not done a lot of, of that. And that the song really adds a lot of value. So there's like, it's constantly evolving. I think, especially when you're a growing brand like JLab is, you just get better and better. I love it. I love that taking that kind of back to golf, right? Like the little iterations, the little adjustments, get a little better and you're able to go yep. out and do that. No, that's unreal. Now, what's next for JLab? Is the, I see you guys have some big sponsorships. You get the MLS partnership. There's some some bigger partners. Is it more of that? Are you looking at influencers? Like you don't have to divulge the whole strategy, but yeah. you know, what's what's coming for you all? Yeah, I think JLab, just in our brand evolution, like I said, we've been smart about our investments. MLS was our first big like brand awareness investment. And that's where the opportunity is because not everybody knows about JLab. So brand awareness is really where I think our biggest opportunity is because we know once people learn about JLab that they love the product, they love the brand and they stick with it. So that's where our biggest opportunity is. But it's still, I think, important to us to keep that challenger, that scrappy mindset. And, you know, even though our next growth phase is like driving awareness, we'll still need to do things in an innovative, like resourceful way. And the one that just came to mind was we launched and actually won a fast company, innovative company of 2020 for this program. But it was, it's um, basically an earbud try-on, like a virtual try-on where you can do it on your desktop, mobile phone's easiest, but you can try on different styles of earbuds virtually. So we're the first audio brand to do that. Some others have tried to do it also, but we'll continue to do those in unique ways. And it's just going to be fun. I love it. I love I love that continual push forward and trying new things. Now, Tara, before I let you go, let people know 
one, where they can find out more about JLab, and then two, where they can connect with you online. Sure. Check out jlab.com. You can check out the new Go Air Pop earbuds that are there. JLab's also widely distributed at retail. So you'll see our blue box at Walmart, Target, Best Buy, Kohl's, lot, pretty much everywhere. You'll see JLab in the blue box. And then um, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Tara Tate, T-E-A-T. Amazing, amazing. And I will put links to both JLab and your LinkedIn in the show notes page. So listener, just go click there and go make sure, connect with Tara and grab yourself some JLab, uh, some headphones as well. Tara, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jordan. Awesome. As always, everybody, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I will catch you next time. Oh.